0: with LifeZone.ca. Today we're going to talk about the power of suggestion. What is the power of suggestion? You've probably heard about that. There's some more discussion that goes on daily and you see it in books and articles about the power of suggestion. And But you know it's really important so that's why I want to talk about today. People will say things that will make you wonder is it actually true or not. There's certain things that we believe in our society or in our families or in our cultures or in comuni- communities that we think that are the truth and they're actually there just is because they've been always there. But if you listen to people, you'll hear them show tell you things that maybe they've been given a suggestion and those suggestions are keeping them stuck. You know, like, for instance, I can't lose weight. Everybody in my family is overweight, so I'm going to be overweight. I have diabetes because everybody in my family had diabetes or... Well, you know what? I can't remember names very well. And how about that? I fail every time I try. Or what you hear often is, it's a rainy day, so I feel really sad today. The question is, are those really true? Or are they just something that's been suggested that we've accepted as truth? You see, often these suggestions become the basis of a personality and we think they just are or we are just who, who we are because of our personality. But you see, we're all born with a clean slate and that personality develops in many ways and one big way it develops is through suggestion from our, the environment we live in, from the outside world. You see, the mind has a huge capacity to change and we can erase some of the negative influences from the past and change our life in the future if we so wish we do have to understand though that things from the outside world affect us on the inside world which then plays out again in our outside world and those things are sort of suggestions that get programmed into the unconscious mind that we actually hold on as truth and then we play it back in the outside world such as I'm not smart enough so that person never achieves success in education or in a job that would give him a revenue that's important because of he needs to have an education. Or I'm not good enough to do X, so guess what? That person never does X. Or how about I don't deserve money? And those people never find a way to ever sort of feel like they're ever getting on top of the game as far as having what they need to have exactly what they want in life. And more importantly, to, to to take it to the next level so they can actually help others achieve because of their successes. You see, there's this thing called the critical faculty. And that critical faculty is a block between the conscious and the unconscious mind. And its job is to sort of be that... Check in place at do I allow this information to go into the unconscious mind or not? It's important as an adult because it allows us to think from a sense of reason. But up until the age of about seven, that critical faculty has not been developed. So, everything that a child experiences, good or bad, the unconscious mind accepts it as truth. So, if you've been raised in an environment where you've been told you're not good enough, or that you felt you weren't good enough, or you're told you weren't smart enough, or you felt you weren't smart enough. Those are the things that play out in your life as adults because you truly believe they're true. Now, it's important to know because if they can be programmed, is there any reason why they can't be unprogrammed? And the answer is there's absolutely no reason. You see, your mind is like a computer. And if you can install a program and then uninstall it and put a new program in, you can do the exact same thing with your unconscious mind. So let's talk about habits for a minute. Habits are formed based on a pattern of ritualistic actions that we continue to do over and over again until they become a habit. And first of all, a habit has to become so patterned and so ingrained for it to become a habit. It starts actually in the conscious mind where you are aware of what you're doing. And the first time doing something is difficult, you have to think about it the second time, a little less difficult, but you sort of think about it. And you could do it a few more times eventually to the point that you just actually do things without thinking about it. And it becomes a habit. And those habits actually are a part of the unconscious mind. and it goes into the unconscious mind as it that is exactly what we do. So we do without thinking, such as walking. As a baby, babies didn't know how to walk. So the first time they struggled to walk, they had to create a pattern of how to walk. And at first it was uncomfortable to the point they just got up and ran after a while. And then it therefore it became an unconscious behavior or action. Well, the same thing happens when we think about how we react to things. And those reactions or actions are based on habit. And prior to that, a trigger sort of like a conditioned reflex response. And you probably remember uh, Pavlov's study with dogs. And uh, he was a Nobel Prize for f- and got, received that in physiology and medicine. And, and his work was work on dogs looking at sort of the conditioned reflex response. You know, he took a bell, rang it, at the same time he had some meat. At the same time, there was a dog was looking at the meat and salivating because the meat is what he wanted and he did that consistently at the same time the, ringing the bell until it came to the point that he actually just had to ring the bell and the dog would salivate without having any meat there at all. Thus, the idea and the suggestion of reflexive behavior. You see, in, in human beings, we have that same thing, and those same things are creative habit. Not unlike cigarette smoking or drinking too much or exercising or sitting around watching TV like a coach potato, they're all habits, and they're all conditioned responses. So if we can change a conditioned response in an animal or create one, why can we not create one in ourselves? And absolutely, we can. It's important to understand that, because once you understand it, it gives you a great uh, great hope for in, in your future, and, and it can give you some encouragement to say that I can make a change. And that I don't have to be stuck doing exactly what I used to do, because that's what I've always done. So the good news is that the mind stores negative suggestions, but it can also store positive suggestions. You know, the, the unconscious mind is a powerful servo mechanism in that it's really uncritical, it doesn't judge, and accepts it as true. So if you want to change some of the things that you don't like, We just have to change the suggestion to the unconscious mind. You see, the body is like a robot, just acting or performing by command, and the command comes from the unconscious mind. In the unconscious mind, the old data could be things such as, um, you know, don't succeed at your work, be late all the time, your relationships will always be troubled or challenged. What if we could change those programming or that programming to be I'm always on time, I'm successful in everything I do, I have great relationships. I know even saying that myself, I felt a shift in how I felt from saying the negative, which I choose not to ever say, to, to, to speaking about the positive, where it makes you feel even better. And you see, that's the other piece. You can make suggestions on the unconscious mind, but when you add a positive emotion to it, that's when you actually are creating the direction for change. You see, those negative comments actually come with a negative comment, negative emotion. And those negative emotions actually will settle in the unconscious mind's truth. And we can act those out. In actual fact, we actually act and feel and perform and act out anything that we imagine and that we believe is true. So if we don't like the outside world or don't like how we react or don't like how we perform, then it starts with changing what you believe And what you can imagine or picture inside your unconscious mind or inside your mind. So think about a few things that you don't like in your life. And think about changing them right now. And those changes can happen very easily, and sometimes you need some extra assistance. So the, so in the areas of timeline therapy, neuro-linguistic programming, hypnosis, it makes it so much easier because your unconscious mind is open and ready. That critical faculty actually slides out of the way and allows us to put suggestion in your unconscious mind to what you would like to have. You know, we talk about the, the other laws that we've talked about in the past, and law of suggestion is really important to keep in mind because... We've seen it time and time again in history. And everything you think about, if you put an emotion to you create. So if you don't like it, if you don't like what you're doing or what you have, then change the thought pattern. Get excited about that change and then watch how it evolves and and is created in your world. Now you have to take action for things you want, absolutely. You just can't sit there and wait. It's not going to happen. But it's important to know that you, you can make a change. You see, there's the law of the reverse effect, And that most bad habits have one thing in common. They get stronger and stronger and stronger with emotion that keeps it connected to the unconscious mind. So if we want to do something, then we can't focus on what we don't want. If you want to stop smoking, you can't say, I want to stop smoking because your unconscious mind takes it as, I can't stop smoking. Think about when you want to go to sleep at night. And you're laying in bed thinking, oh, I have to go to sleep, I have to go to sleep, I have to go to sleep, and guess what? You stay up all night. What if you make a suggestion to the unconscious mind, I need to go to sleep now, and I'll wake up totally rested, totally alert, and totally ready for my day tomorrow. Might sound a bit ridiculous and off the wall, but try it. Because if you're telling yourself you need to get to sleep, need to get to sleep, need to get to sleep, you're telling your brain not to go to sleep. So there's another law that's called the dominant effect, and that means that a suggestion is more effective when it experiences with a strong emotion. So if you suggest something you want, but there's no emotion, then things don't really happen. But if you suggest something you want that you get so excited with and just totally in awe of or or totally ramped up, then guess what? It often comes to fruition because you get so excited that, that you take action and it will ultimately come. So if you think about anything you've done in your life, in that the more you focused on something repetitively, the more you've seen a positive outcome, the more you'll get excited that the auto the positive outcome will actually happen and that's what's important so think about doing something like uh shooting a basketball where when you miss the basketball net you might be disappointed but the minute you start getting that ball in the net you get excited and that excitement actually drives you to continue to success no different than in other sports such as golf you might start start golfing initially and um you don't hit the ball very well but as soon as you start to hit the ball make contact and you see that ball going down down um, down the greens that you actually get excited about it. And so we know that in sports psychology the, that the people who are the most successful in sports psychology can sit there and visualize exactly how they want the shot to be. But it's not just seeing it. They get excited. They get ramped up. They get so powered up. And we know through uh, studies, through watching brain conduction studies, that The same brain conduction happens whether the person's actually doing the sport or they're sitting there thinking about it. That's empowering. So, I want you to think about just one thing you want to make a change in your life this week. And I want you to think about changing your language around it. Change it to what you want. Stay away from what you don't want because what you think about and what emotional connection you get connected to, you actually create. That's very powerful. You're in the driver's seat. Decide where you're going. Decide how fast you're going to get there and then just do it. Until next time.